Hello, everybody. Welcome back to our special one-shot of Slug Blaster, a game by Mikey Ham, uh, with uh, some of the strange friends for Speculate uh, here at twitch.tv slash Arvin Elleron. I am your slug master, Mike Underwood, and we just left our slug blasters having uh, stepped into the dimension of Gigazoo with um, giant animals and the ruins of uh, human civilization uh, when the group realized they were on a high um, a high overpass uh, that has kind of crumbled and fallen in front of them but uh, just at the edge of uh, the overpass before it falls there is a salvage crab which is about a 10 foot tall um, version of a hermit crab uh, that has you know the big eye stalks and instead of like a shell for for its moving home it has the front two-thirds of an f-16 uh, you can see that that f-16 has like layers of salt and like bleaching and like seaweed and so it stands to reason that this f-16 actually crashed into the ocean uh, and then the salvage crab grabbed it uh to be its home. Um, but you do see that there appear to be missiles loaded into the wing, and that might be a problem because the salvage crab has turned its big eye stalks on you. And it is about 100 feet away. Is this the part where I get to qualify a thing about my zero-beam ray gun? This could be. What do you think? What is, what is special about your ray gun? I think... The zero beam quality of my ray gun is specifically that when it successfully hits something, that thing doesn't cease to exist so much as it has been revealed to have never truly existed. Interesting. <laughs> so, I'm going to make the case that I very like slowly and carefully attempt to uh, aim for one of those missiles mm -hmm. from this distance with the hope of just not making it a problem anymore. Okay, so you're trying to uh, zero-beam the missile specifically. Mm-hmm. Okay. The crab I'm fine with. I think it's rad. I think it should be allowed to exist. The F-16 should not be allowed to exist, however. Okay, um, so if you, if you succeed... Does the whole F-16 go away or just the missile? Just the missile. Okay. That I think that is that is much more likely to be a thing. I think the to to zero out the whole F-16 would probably take um, some additional um, effect via turbos. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna be rolling one die because I have no more attitude. Yeah. Okay. What does that come up? Okay. I rolled a four. I succeed, but there's a problem. So yeah, you you whip out your ray gun, uh, and the zero beam goes forward to um, to the missile, which kind of flashes several different colors as if it were like a special effect from um, like the 1960s era Batman TV show, and just kind of fades out of existence. However, because you got a four. The zero beam is both loud and very bright. And what that is going to do is it's going to draw the attention of 
some giant flies that are each about, uh, they're probably the size of a pony. And there's three of them over there coming at you from, uh, from the West. They're not an immediate problem, but they will be a problem uh, soon. The, the kind of the crab faints back and forth and go. You should make a buzz clock. Buzz. I should make a buzz clock. So that's B-U-Z-Z. So that's a four clock. Does this actually apply across? No. So I'm going to put it in my, in my GM section. So you might be able to outrun these giant flies. But the other thing that you realize is the gate that will get you to Athrena is most easily reached from the other side of that overpass. So you either have to jump like a big 30 foot gap, or you're going to need to find another way to like get down from this, uh, from this overpass or take some other route through the ruins of this city in Gigazoo. What are the capacities of our boards? Cause they're essentially hoverboards, but like how hovery are they? <laughs> I will say making that jump is possible. It's going to be hard it would be easier if you could find something to that, uh, to ramp off of. But making that jump will be trickier while that crab is still there. Unless you can, like, ramp off the crab. Which maybe you could, but it's very dangerous. No, yeah, like, that was, that was my immediate question. What if we just ramped off the crab? Okay. That would be really my cool. alternate cra- my My alternate crab trick would be, like, a hippie jump, which is, like... I let my board go under the crab and I literally just jump onto the crab and run across it and oh, then yeah. jump back down onto my board. That would be very cool. That's not going to get me across the gaps. So. It's not. It won't really build you up any uh, any speed. But behind you, because there's no longer a portal behind you, you'd have to reopen it. There is a basically an off or it's an on ramp like coming up onto the road. Um, but that's going to lose you some time if you go back that way. Am I the only one with a grappling hook here? Mm-hmm. I think you are. Hmm. Okay. Because I'm wondering if, like, I can use my wings to ooh, help propel my jump across the gap and then use the grappling hook as a tow line to get you two through. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. It would definitely work. I think if you if you make the jump, you could then basically give a free turbo to both of your of your companions, um, mm-hmm. which means that they would only need to they'd only basically need normal uh, success to jump the gap, because I think to jump the gap normally, you would need at least one turbo on top of your normal roll. Mm-hmm. But first, you got to get across. What if we okay. want to, like, use the pony flies as like stepping stones, because that would be hilarious. Yes. I mean, you can you can wait for the flies to come. They are they are a little ways off, and it would again cost you time. Flies are unreliable. Let's just do the other thing. Okay, cool. Hmm. So, is and that- this is a guts move, just because like there's so many ways that we could get very very hurt here. Oh, absolutely. But also, one of the reasons that party sizes the guts 
is because Party Size has a carapace and therefore doesn't really have a great idea of what consequences are having experienced so few of them. Yeah, you really don't get like like road rash in the way that the humans do. Mm-hmm. Something that has worked in my favor a great deal of the time. Cool. Let's see. And I think I am joy. going to stunt into the jump. Like, right before I unfurl my wings, there will have to be a, a fancy little board grab. Absolutely. With a sassy little wiggle. Okay. So you get plus one D anytime you try to look cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then are you going to mark a turbo um, for kind of the extra effect? Yes. So that gives me a total of how many dice? So turbo is for effect. effect um, mm-hmm. So you have the plus one from show off, one from uh-huh. normal. So you have two mm-hmm. dice right now, unless there's uh, somebody else going give, to give a boost. You can use a boost for yourself. I would like to use a boost for myself. Okay. Yeah. Just mark the box from one of those dice. And mm-hmm. then you'll be rolling three dice with a boost uh, with a turbo. Okay. We are rolling three. That's a five, a six, and a two. Cool. So on a six, you do it with uh, no consequence. Go ahead and mark a style for your cool trick. Yeah. And now um, for uh, for Teddy and for Leah, you do not have to spend a turbo to get across. You just have to make a normal success. Can I still do the hippie jump? <laughs> do I need to do it? Not anymore. Um, I mean, to get past the crab. Uh, you uh, you can do it as just kind of the fictional explanation. I think okay. the consequences there are going to be more about the crab than the jump. Okay. I'm doing my roll and I get my plus one D for this also. Cause yeah, you always roll okay. with, with at least two dice. Yep. Here we go. That's a two and a three. Oh no. Okay. The crab got me. Yeah. Um, so I think you, you know, you kind of board up and you like the, the crab's one claw is down, so you step on and start running, but then the other crab reaches, uh, the other claw reaches out and grabs you around the middle. And so your board is just going forward and it's going to go over unless somebody does something and you've been grabbed by a crab. So that's two problems, but you could nope either of those. I feel like I would rather. <laughs> weirdly nope the board probably because if i lose my board i'm going to be in huge trouble so i spend trouble to nope the yeah so take two trouble add two trouble and uh, tell us how it is that your board doesn't go over the side okay so like it hits one of the legs of the crab oh yeah and so yeah it it just i i had it i had it aimed appropriately initially however because the crab just happened to move like in moving to grab me with its other claw it also moved a leg that my my board hit it so it didn't go over the edge okay yeah so your board is fine it can be recovered you're not going to have to go all the way down to the surface level but you are approximately let's say like four feet away from the giant eye stalks of the crab that are just looking up at you with glassy eyes and the other claws going. Hey, I want to save Leah. Okay. How do you do that? I'm, I'm going to do a 900 off the other claw. Okay. <laughs> so I can, so I can grab Leah and then, uh, activate my, 
uh, sneakers to make Leah briefly intangible. Oh, yeah, cool. Phasing through the crab. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I'll take I'll take an extra die for that alone. Hey, a five and a three. I succeed, but there is a problem. Yeah, so... Probably I would say Leah takes damage. That would be my obvious thought of problem because she's being tugged out of a crab. Yeah, um, I think... So you do, you know, you do the 900, you get Leah free, but, like, she passes through the claw, but the the outside edge of the claw is kind of jagged and chitinous as well. And so uh, Leah fate kind of phases back into reality and then gets cut across the back by that outside edge of the claw as the crab is kind of flailing at you. And so Leah, you're going to take the slam wounded, which I think is probably going to last um, through the end of this job. Now this could also be noped, but that's just going to keep building trouble um, because you have the two of you have not gotten across the gap yourselves i'll just you know uh once we are over the gap i will take care of that wound okay um so you have gotten out of the the claws clutches and i'm guessing you're like up on the f-16 now is that what is that i think how's this is this is this is uh working there is absolutely a skeleton in the cockpit still and the crab is now turning, trying to figure out how it's going to, like, claw at you. And the two-thirds of an F-16 is, like, a little wobbly because it's not an especially flush shell. I'm going to slide down that puppy to try to get my board back. Okay. Are you good? Is that going directly into a jump or just to get the board? It's just to get the, I mean, I can't jump with if I don't have a board. Okay. Yeah, I think I think you're in um, just in a rough spot. So th- this probably mm-hmm. is going to take a roll on its own. Yep. All right. So uh, yeah, I mean, gonna gonna, I guess just slide on my butt and see how that goes. Okay. Literally, just gonna drop and and do it like a playground slide. Here that we does go. Does seem like the the chill way to do it. Yeah, it's just taking it easy. That's a three and a two. I fail again. I guess the thing rolls and I. F- I fly up into the air instead of sliding to the ground. Uh, so, yeah, Ouch. I think the... So there's an upside and a downside because I do want to keep things moving. The upside is that you're able to grab the board. The downside yeah. is beca- is that that is because you get uh, kind of shuffled and knocked off of the back of the F-16 and are left holding on to the edge of the kind of cracked uh, uh, cracked and shattered overpass, and there is a lot of nothing below you. Oh, I don't like that at all. Uh, uh, grappling hook, save me. Yeah, party size. Um, the the humans are not doing great. Help. The humans are super not doing great. Is Leah in a distance where she can catch my grappling hook? Or am I going to have to actually turn around? I think you can, if you can succeed on a roll, you can get her the grappling hook that she could then swing on if you find a way mm-hmm. to anchor the grappling hook somewhere. Because I don't know, 
Like it's on my belt. Right. So yeah. Hmm. You might need there, maybe I'm there's like a like a back. like a light pole or something like that. Like if it's an overpass, then some kind mm-hmm. of light light pole seems yeah. like a possibility. And you all you have to do is just kind of like circle around it. You, you get the thing can still be on your belt. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. Yeah. I am going to do that. And in the meantime, I am also setting my photonic jacket into like a grayish concrete pattern mm-hmm. so that I'm blending into the scenery just in case. Oh yeah, that's a good uh that's a good reminder. I think the buzz track has definitely advanced once in the time that has passed. Yeah, I thought so. Uh so yeah, if uh mm-hmm. if party size is rolling uh, at this point basically you're it seems it seems like the thing to do is shoot the grappling hook so that Leah can like reach out and grab it. Yes. That is what I intend to do. Is that going to be one die? So it's one die as a base. You could spend any of your boosts to add um, to add a die. You do not need any turbos to pull this mm-hmm. off. But if you did add a turbo and succeed, there would be some other kind of benefit. Can I stunt to um, <laughs> add a dice? Yeah. How do you show off while you do this? <laughs> okay. Oh, God. <laughs> Zip past the pole, whip back around it to coil the string uh, or the rope of my grappling hook around it, pose with the pole behind my face spine, like wings out. Mm-hmm. And then like with my wings, I am doing the Let's Dance Boys routine from Bayonetta. <laughs> okay. So you're doing a dancing grappling hook gunkata kind yes. of thing. Yes. That's brilliant and and silly. Go ahead and take that plus one die for showing off. All right. So we have two dice total. Three and a six. Okay, great. So the camera loves loves you. We get the kind of fireworks as uh, some old kind of munitions go off. No, actually, that is, um, that's, oh, there's people on those flies. That's going to be something you're going to have to deal with. So there's fireworks around you. They were actually trying to blow you up party size. That's that's maybe something you need to deal with. But it does look incredibly cool. Make sure to mark style yeah, if you have it. Yeah, it makes me look extra rad. Um, and you are able to shoot the grappling hook just so that Leah, you can reach out, uh, grab it, and while holding your board, uh, swing over and climb up to get to the other side, uh, leaving just Teddy um, on the near side with the the salvage crab and the F-16. But because Brandon is attending to a thing right now, I think we will briefly cut away to another part of Gigazoo where the the two hive crew are picking their way through, through and around a collapsed um, office building that has like, it broke in the middle and kind of fell 48 degrees onto another building and they are climbing slash hiking up this building where like we you know we kind of zoom in and Ali Ali is saying so if my calculations are correct there is a portal to Athrena at on the 17th floor of that building over there and Frenchie is like handling the ropes and trying to keep track you know keep everybody safe finale is is basically like 
doing a model walk, but at a 48 degree angle up the side of a building um, and has a speaker that is basically playing some voguing music. Um, so that is a quick preview of what your rivals are up to. And now we will jump back to the collapsed overpass with the salvage crab where uh, party size has just managed to get a grappling hook to Leah and she's climbed up to their side. And now only Teddy remains on the near side with a salvage crab. Teddy, what are you going to do? Hmm. So how far am I from the other from where my friends are. So the gap is about 30 feet wide. Okay. And I think right now the biggest dangers to you are the F-16 falling off the crab or the crab um, figuring out how to basically shake you off so that it can come and get you. Okay. I'm going to do a dumb thing. I would like to know whether I can see the lock that is holding the eject mechanism on the cockpit of the F-16. Eject? Interesting. Interesting. Yes, yes. I think... So the easiest way would be to get into the cockpit. But do you think that you would be able to uh, find or create or hack yourself some other way of of making it eject. So, Valley, for your camera, I would say maybe like hold hold a hand up like next to your face, or maybe do what you've just done there. Hopefully, uh, as we deal with technology technology problems, yeah. And so, like, I think this is the other thing that I do, and then pull it back. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, and keep pulling it back. Okay, that's a bummer. So we are getting Valerie slightly through a dimensional distortion. Self-focused Valerie. That is a bummer, but uh, we will carry on. Uh, yeah, so uh, sorry for the interruption, Teddy. Um, how are you going to make the um, uh, the cockpit uh, eject? Aha, okay. So here's uh, more stupid things, because for for someone who's very smart, Teddy... Loves thinking of silly ideas. I am going to uh, jack in my space-time ampimeter Mm -hmm. to my ray gun. A thing that is not supposed to be able to happen. With the specific goal of firing a fine zero beam in the general vicinity of where the eject button would launch. Okay. That's some uh, technobabble um, ridiculousness. So I'm mm-hmm. going to say that to make this work, you're basically going to have to... This is already a stunt, and so you're going to get greater effect if you succeed, but there's going to be a greater consequence if you don't. And that probably will have something to do with all of this tech that you're trying to make work with each other that wasn't designed to do so. Uh, okay. Uh, cool. So, uh, roll one dice. Yeah, I guess. Four or five would not be good right now. Really, really looking for a six. Eight, four. Okay. So first, you should mark one style 
when you try to look cool with a creative approach because of your lateral thinking. Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to say is that it works, but you're going to take too trouble because it is an absolutely terrifying ride. And I'm going to mark the buzz track again. We are at XXZZ. Um, From this instance, you can see that there are, in fact, people riding on these giant flies. And they have um, uh, spears. And one of them has like a, it looks like a rocket launcher, but it's actually just shooting fireworks. And it's at that point that you realize that these folks must be members of what did I name this group? Uh, A faction called the Shredders who are survivalists from other dimensions that are trying to recolonize Gigazoo. So not the humans from this, this dimension, people who have decided this is where we want to live. Um, But eventually, you know, kind of riding back down on the, um, the parachute. Um, So Teddy, are you riding the parachute down with a skeleton? Yeah. How do you feel about that? A part of me is like, if I were a different kind of person, this would be very metal. But I can't help thinking, this guy was a servant of the military-industrial complex, and therefore probably sucked, and I don't want to spend a lot of time being in his presence. Yeah, and like... Just how weird of an end this must have been, because there's a very good chance that this person died in a fight against some kind of gigantic animal. Yeah, a megafauna that was just living its life. Yep. And you thought it was fit to just like hit it with a rocket, and now you're dead, and you kind of deserve it. And I'm just only here so I can get on the other side, the other side of this canyon, and I'll never care about you again. Yeah. So actually, Teddy, why don't you give me a trouble roll? Um, as you are um, as you are parachuting down to see if more trouble finds you, uh, if it doesn't, you will land close enough to the uh, uh, to the others that you can just pick up from there. So it's uh, going to be rolling so one die, roll tr- and you want to get a three or more because you have two trouble. I got a four. Okay, uh, then yeah, so. Leah and party size, you see Teddy get shot just like impossibly high up into the air. And then, I don't know, like 30 seconds later, you start being able to see the parachute coming down. And, you know, Leah, you have time to do all the math to like pull on things and make it so that you land on the other side of that, um, of the overpass. But I think it takes long enough that those shredders are getting closer and closer as the the buzz clock is now at three of four. Oh. But the way, uh, the way in front of you is open. Um. Can I get video of Teddy coming down in the parachute? Absolutely. that is pretty cool. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, so I want to say, uh, let's say that that is one extra style for you and one extra style for Teddy. Nice. Okay. I would like to make an argument for a thing. Sure, what's up? My space-time ampimeter is still attached to my ray gun. Yes. Can't I just shoot a portal toward, the, toward the destination? 
that sounds like something you'd roll about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to theoretically argue as well uh, that my uh, Rift Ninja sneakers being capable of phasing through matter technically have the capability of amplifying or otherwise engaging with the ability to pass through a thin space to another dimension. And as a result, I'm actually going to activate them as well. Uh, So that's one die... I think, but with but with extra effect. Yeah, I think you're going to need at least one turbo to be able to pull this off in a single roll. Dip mm, five. Okay, so on a five, you do it. Here's the problem, Teddy. Mm-hmm. It's just you. Uh, you teleport um, yourself to Athena, but you don't open a portal that the others can go through. Um. Um, nope, 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 nope. Um, so you feel yourself phasing through reality, but you realize that Leah and Party Size are not phasing with you and there is not a portal opening. How do you stop or re-engineer whatever it is that you're doing so that you don't get stuck alone? You will still get to open the portal because you got a success. You just have to, Mm -hmm. the, the nope means that now everybody's going to get to go because you're paying to cancel a consequence. Mm-hmm. I think what it is, is when I realize that the portal is closing, mm-hmm. I stop at the literal edge of the portal and fire my ray gun again at like the event horizon of the portal mm-hmm. to kind of disrupt the energy from fading. And that just kind of accidentally triggers a very brief loop with which the rest of the group can enter. And the very first thing that I do when I see that it's still open is that I grab Leah by the forearm and drag her in. Okay, so you're able to get all three of you through the portal. And uh, looking back as the portal collapses, you see three shredders like swooping down on their giant flies with the like zillion segmented eyes and they've got spears with like strap scraps of cloth on them uh one of them has like old kind of moldy like foot uh, american football shoulder pads on like very mad max vibes for the three of them and the one with the the rocket fires it it explodes on the other side of the portal and all that spins through is just a little bit of it's almost like what if a rocket-propelled grenade shot uh, sparkler sticks and this one sparkler stick has come through and is kind of throwing off sparkler light as you find yourself on the, uh, the streets of Athrena? It is nighttime in Athrena. Uh, this is a like retro-futuristic uh, Grecian kind of megalopolis. And so the city goes up and up and up, and you know that if you get to the edge of this kind of quote-unquote island, you will see down, because all of the cities in Athrena are floating about a half a mile above the ground. And 
in a lot of places, it's not so much ground as there is ocean down there. But this is a very heavily populated world. And so you find yourselves on the street and then all around you are people in uh, a wide variety of kind of like synth plastic multi multi-dimensional fiber togas and chitons and various outfits and people have their hair like tied up uh, up and back with all those cool cords and things and but a lot of the cords are like they're like neon uh, as opposed to like being more traditional material and so this whole place is like is a little bit greek cyberpunk uh, or like cyber pop style like the whether there is punk here, that's really more up to you than the people who live here. So do we know where we're going from where we landed? So you are getting to Doris Call's party, and you have you basically have a, a location on a map, but I think this this world is densely populated enough that just having like a city map and a location is not necessarily going to be pre- precise enough. Navigating to get there is probably your last big obstacle. Uh, because there is so much going on in the city, and not everybody likes slug blasters here in Athrena. So, what is your approach? Are you hailing a uh, like a a grav chariot? Are you going to try and take um, like the serpent train? So I open my phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to qualify that the version of Uber that exists in Athrena is called. Apollo, because of course it is. Sure. And I'm going to hail a cab through this app and pay for it with my parents' credit card. Ooh. Tricky. I think I think the push your luck element here is really more important than the can you call the cab element. And so Brandon, I would like you to make another trouble roll. And I think the trouble here, if you get a four or less, is that your parent, you're going to hear about this from your parents. Yeah, I could deal with that. Ooh, a six. I okay. guess I don't have to deal with it. My parents are loaded. They don't care. Wow. that's, that's They will not even notice. Extremely cool. So I would love, if anybody has ideas or suggestions of what a an anti-grav Uber chariot in Athena looks like. I think it looks Wait. like a tradition. Hmm? So like with a six, our driver's cool, right? Oh, absolutely. Like cool, cool as in, will let me sketch off the back of this chariot as we go. Uh, make sure to tag this chariot. The, the, the plate number is on the back and then the social tag is just above it. Hell yeah. Yeah, works for me. So I think like the physical like description of this is, it looks like an ordinary chariot mm-hmm. but instead of being uncovered like a traditional uh, greek chariot it's covered somewhere between like a very ornate western stagecoach and a large white box but it's just like gold and neon trimming all across the edges mm-hmm. and instead of Wooden wheels is just like four maglev propellers where the wheels would be. And like, it's being propelled by, well, there is a holographic horse at the head of the chariot. The holographic horse does nothing. It's just for decoration. Mm -hmm. 
Well, as we've established, clearly this this driver cares about style. Um, and this is, um, I think this is Aeolus is the name of the driver. Um, so you get, uh, you get his name and, you know, he's like, uh, you, y'all are, you're, uh, you're slug blasters, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what world are you from? Are you from, um, from, uh, casket or, um, uh, Jonas? We're actually from Prime. Prime? Tara, I don't know what everybody else calls Prime. it. <laughs> Sorry, was that everybody yeah. says they're from Prime? Two thirds of us are from Prime. Right. Yeah. All right. Yes. The coolest one among us is not from Prime, which tells you a lot about Prime. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, uh, so what is the what is the name of Party Size's uh, people culturally or uh, whatever other indicator, what word would Aeolus know uh, use uh, to describe um, its people? Hmm. Like Earth people have an awful lot of weird slurs about bug people, which is unfortunate. The right. respectful term for them is probably along the lines of insectozillas, and party size is from a world that calls itself Master Shell, but because it is party-sized, people tend to assume that they're from Gigazoo. Sure. Um, and so Eolus is like, do you come from here from Master Shell or you move? Oh, I'm living in Prime now. Better sponsorship opportunities. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I guess it's, you know, maybe easier to to stand out with like, with the six stunts because there's like added, uh, added uh, difference. Cause of like scale and things. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I was thinking about maybe, uh, uh, transferring to the, the master shell dispatch, you know, maybe try to see a little bit more of the dimensions, you know, maybe send some money back home. Uh, rent and rent in the city is just absolute murder i might as well be like sacrificing a goat like a goat or a bull every month you should totally go to master shell you have thumbs you're going to make such a good salary with thumbs no kidding do you know anybody who like works in transit or like uh does like real estate at master shell yeah my mom's an agent hang on (laughs) and (laughs) Party size is digging through their fur coat to find mom's business card. Okay. And you're doing all of this like while... While uh, sketching. Sketching on the back. Beautiful. So it it may be... I don't know if party size, if it's you or if it's one of the others that recognize uh, Finale basically hanging herself out of the window of another uh, hover carriage about a hundred feet off to your right as two, two kind of sky lanes are merging. Oh no. And so, yeah, finale is like three quarters of the way out of a side window doing like this upside down. Um, and like taking a selfie, um, as, (sighs) as Frenchie is like holding her legs. Um, and then I think, uh, finale, like, catches your eye party size and it like gives you a wave from upside down. Okay. What if, what if I wave at Frenchie? 
Can I get Frenchie to draw a banana? Oh, that's terrible. I love it. Um, you can make a roll. I think you Blow a kiss. I think you will need a a turbo to Blow get, a kiss. To yes. get him to actually drop her. Without a turbo, I think you would distract him and that might slow them down, but not as much as if they have to go and dive and rescue finale. Yeah, I don't let me see how much I have left, because I I do have I think I have both my turbos, right? Yeah, it looks like you do. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a turbo. Uh, I I actually I, like I don't want Finale to like die, sure, but yeah. also I want to win. <laughs> this is yeah. one of those like I trust in Finale's ability to pivot. Yeah, probably. Okay, here we go. Okay, so I'm definitely gonna blow. It's gonna be like double kiss, like, <laughs> and I know that Frenchie is inclined to repeat gestures yeah. that they see. So, all right. Two dice. Boom. Oh, it's a two and a three. Okay. No. Um a two and a three. So I think I think when with that, you blow the kisses. And I think between that and the discussion about Master Shell and you know party size, I think none of you notice as um the hyper hydra pulls up in a chariot next to you and four different kind of dragon serpent heads kind of slip out of the side and start talking to you at four-year-old having eaten pixie sticks speed hey how's it going are you all from prime what's going on are you going to the party i heard the party's really great and the this um hyperhydra's car is getting so close to you that Eolus is having to like swerve out of the way and you all are going to crash into something pretty soon or you're going to lose time or something. <laughs> do I want to or know how to do this? Okay. I turn to Aeolus and go don't worry about it. Drive like no one's in the way and then I'm going to pull the tongue of my Rift Ninja sneakers to reveal a very long USB cable, <laughs> um, which I will plug into the aux cord of this uh, chariot, and then I will turn them on. So a nice thing about interdimensional travel is that somebody at some point, honestly, from a, a non-capitalist dimension, realizes that interdimensional port standards are an amazing idea. And so this works. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to roll with one kick and one die. Four. All right. And so what uh, you are trying to accomplish what with this, uh, this connection? My del- well, my goal is twofold, but I'll take either one that I can get. Okay. One, I don't want to crash, mm-hmm. and two, I want the act of this chariot phasing through finale to freak out the their entire crew. Okay, I think I think you can get you can get away from the hyperhydra, but you can't also mess with the two hive crew on a four, mm-hmm. um, and. I think with a four, you leave the hyperhydra behind because you're not engaging with the hyperhydra as uh, as you kind of pull away. 
anybody who's looking back and kind of our our cinematic camera theater of the mind uh, turns back around. Um, the thing with hyperhydras is that if you ignore them, they get more heads. And so another cluster of heads pops out the other side and like one of them is like using the whole head to like try to wave and be like, hey, hey, I'm sorry. Did you not hear me? Do you know where the party is? But you're able to uh, leave them behind. And the actual trick here is that you kind of go through a, a few more streets uh, and you get to what is effectively the Athena version of like the Hollywood Hills where everything gets more spaced out, but then the roads get narrower and you're no longer allowed to fly. So you have to return to street level and there's a bunch of switchbacks and the streets get much narrower um, going all the way up to Doris Cal's estate. And so at this point, you can either stay in the carriage and hope that, you know, traffic is on your side. You can get out of the carriage and try to like go up on foot like going through people's backyards and estates and, and things or something else like that. Getting kind of to the bottom of the hills, you can already hear the party from the top of the hill. It is that banging. We are at the top of the hill, you say? You are at the bottom of the hill, but from oh. the top, you can already hear the music from the party. Ah, drop. And I think you see the the two hive crew. They are basically a block over and they are going to try and go up at, on street level. So you might beat them if you take the street level uh, route with Eolus, or you might want to try to do something else to to uh, get ahead of them. Also, somebody should roll me a D6 to see how fresh the pizza is. Oh, not so. me. I just keep rolling twos and threes. See, so we have two trouble. Um, so your average trouble is three. So whatever this roll is, you want it to be four or more. Four. Okay. A quick, a quick look at the pizza reveals that it is still polygonal, still fresh, still nice. hot. Good. I. Do you still have the parachute? <laughs> I do, but I don't think it will help us from. I don't think it will help us go up. We just need some sort of air current source of some kind. Interesting. Yeah. Pondering. Do you think that's something that... um, Which way do I need to face and flap my wings to generate the current? Well, it'd take a lot of current to to carry the three of you up on a parachute, right? Hmm. Although if this I'm is like a sky world I have the straws leading from my hat drinks into my mouth. The caffeine, it works for us. I mean, who am I to say how powerful the kind of wing flapping uh, capabilities um, party size are? It may be that I'm um, thoroughly underestimating their capabilities. I think it will take at least <laughs> one turbo to get the three of you aloft. I am happy to spend my turbo on that. Okay. Is anybody in a situation to give a boost here? That seems to be my last one. I'm trying to I think have like nothing left. I can store any amount of objects smaller than a person. Can that include a fan? Uh, it's smaller roll, than a person. Roll to see if you happen to have a common object in there. Okay. It's just gonna be like like a like a not a desk fan, but you know, like a 
pedestal fan kind of thing. A, yeah. a standing fan has to yeah. be technically smaller than a person. Yeah, yeah. It's it smaller than me. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I'm gonna use my my void wear backpack then. Mm-hmm. And I'm rolling. Here we go. That's a f- epic fail. What? So a what one you, and a one. You open the backpack, and what you see is a little basically keychain fan, and there is a note from one of your siblings saying, had to borrow the fan, sorry. Yo! Yo! Rude! Aw. But it's like, had to borrow the fan, sorry. Bezos! That is not cool. Um, so you may have to take that up with uh, whichever sibling that was when you get home. Hmm. Oh, it was Tito. He's always taking my stuff. Hmm. So you don't have work. a bonus fan, but I believe in party size because it's funnier if party size can can get the three of you aloft to then like parasail. Party size is also going to stunt its way up to this. Okay. What's that look like? Like. From the sketch, holding on to the back of the chariot, Party Size swings their body a forward to kick off the back of, of the chariot and basically double jump themselves into the air. Okay. And so how how is everybody holding on to one another for this? Team, how are you clinging to me? I is this feel... like one of those old-fashioned posters Here's where you're each, like, one of you on each leg? yeah. Probably. Yeah, sounds good. Or we're each grabbing like one side of your board, basically. Yeah. So instead of your leg, we're board. grabbing the board, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, uh, plus party size has the photonic jacket, right? Yes. Oh, it can roll in it to absorb and redistribute energy. Oh, yes. <gasps> I would like to do what? that. Okay. That now this all makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because the photonic uh, jacket is able to redistribute energy uh that is like magnet like magnified or supplemented by the wings right right fantastic give me that roll okay so that brings me up to what two dice plus a turbo uh, i think so yeah okay no that's a two and a three okay yikes the dice have failed me so here's the thing you take off you go <laughs> The parachute kind of billows full. You go up and you start catching wind. And then there's a, a, like a quick shift and there's a gust. And it's so strong that, well, here's a question. Who's holding on to the pizza? I, I feel like it's actually, I, made... I think I would have put it in my backpack, actually, for safety. Uh, in the Voidware backpack. Is that... No, I think, no, I think that's that's totally fine. the 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 problem then is that uh, the wind tears the backpack off um, and sends it flying. No, my now, backpack. This is something you could nope, but that's going to stack up the trouble in a big way. Oh, but we're almost to the end. You so are almost to the end. I, um, I have trouble to spare. It's only two trouble to nope, right? Okay. Yep. In that case, I'll nope I it. nope it and grappling hook it. Yeah, I'm going to nope and grapple. Love the nope and grapple. Okay, so yeah, it gets it gets ripped off. There's like, ah, but then party size, ever cool, always gutsy, turn grapple hook, the hook, as we've learned, party size is a, a dead shot with a grapple hook. 
the like the one of the metal hooks loops around the the strap of the of the backpack and you're able to reel it back in pizza intact on the on the wind here you're up there's thermals you can see all of the these fancy fancy like neo-grecian kind of palatial estates there's columns with ever-burning fires there's hologram uh like hologram amphitheaters in people's backyards and then at the top of the hill is doris cal's it's like what if a house was a coliseum but with like a um a hard light dome roof and the the dome roof is is open but you see the hard light projectors and y'all are slug blasters so you're you know you know the score and you get high enough that you can see that the entire kind of Colosseum slope area is just full of revelers. And there's like demolition derby, but also there are horses there. But it seems like it's mostly actually pretty safe because they're using like um, future nerf for like some kind of cool race melee uh, thing in the middle of the party there. And that looks incredibly cool. Um but you are, you are so up in the air now that it's going to take you some time to land. And from your vantage point, you can see the two Hive Crews car pulling up. So you're going to need to get down faster if you're going to get to Doris I need one Cal. of you to take the pizzas and like let go of me and drop in as stylishly as fucking possible. Who's it going to be? I'll which take of that you can bullet, stick I this? Guess. Yeah, which of you can stick this landing without getting hurt? <laughs> I because you have a holographic board, which I feel like uh, implies that you can do kind of more. You can probably catch yourself. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And you can do the math. Uh, yes, to mm-hmm. plot yourself a path down, right? Yeah, that's pretty much all that I'm doing. So I have nothing left but my one die. Does anybody have any boosts or or kicks that they can add? Hmm. I, I have one turbo left, and that's all I got. Okay. Well, bonus effect would certainly help uh, here. Uh, and this would be, is this something from your backpack? I am going to pull out a flashlight and use it like a spotlight. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. like, check out my friends coming in come. hot. With the pizza. Nice. Literally delivering the pizza from the sky on a parachute. Everyone's going to be looking at us. Nobody's even going to care that the two Hive crew have arrived because it doesn't matter because we're much cooler. Excellent. Uh, And I'm going to say a four. Okay. And your thing. Yeah, I have to roll to see if I have a common object. So unless you're unless i don't I think, have to roll because i'm using the thing okay the, the, i think flashlight is incidental enough like you're spending the resource for yeah. um for effect here so i don't think that requires its own role um at this point um so on a four so here's the question that i asked teddy does the pizza get messed up or do you get an absolutely wicked road rash as you land hard after pulling cool tricks Oh, no, yeah, the road rash is the goal. Okay. Um, because specifically, I, 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 like, I want to say exactly what happens when I land, mm-hmm. if that works. Yeah. Which is, I'm getting absolutely beaten up okay. on, on the way down. But when I successfully get to the party, I will 
turn my board and just kind of uh, fall to my knees on the board and just kind of glide into the party okay. until I get to the head table where everybody, where like all of the food is gathered. And I have the horde in one forearm and the Einstein tile pizza in the other. And I go, behold. And then I pop both of the uh, boxes open with my fingers. And I go, uh-huh. look at this. Amazing. So I think the the music stops and spotlights you didn't know were there pop on and kind of slash toward the pizzas. And then uh, the uh, the Hard Life uh, dome roof appears and it's a jumbotron zoomed in on like ca- uh, camera close up of the two pizzas. So they are above you as if they are glorious, delicious cheese covered moons kind of shining light down on the party. And Doris Cal with kind of like a like very much the type of helmet that Athena is depicted as wearing uh, on top of like um kind of neo mylar chiton that uh, that Cal is wearing. Um, with like a cool many wrapped belt thing, comes over, pulls a slice out of of the Supreme Horde and holds it up and says, and now it is truly a party. What is your name, Slug Blaster? And who are your crew? I'm Teddy Goodwin. And as... um, We're descending behind Teddy. (laughs) As Party Size and Leah descending behind me, I will lift... Uh, the the pizza boxes as if depending on your perspective it's as if the pizza boxes will catch them mm-hmm. and I go I'm Teddy Goodwin and we're the ultimate party pack and the crowd goes absolutely wild people are shouting people are taking pictures they are on every single social uh, social site we it's like the 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 more contemporary movies where like tweets and uh, text messages will pop up as like a, a thing on top of the, sc- of the screen. And so people are asking like, who's the ultimate party pack? Like, oh my God, this, that like, oh my God, that pizza looks amazing. And as this is erupting, the two hive crew are running in holding their pizza forward. Um, but by the time they get inside the, the party has like, transformed and become more electric that no one notices that they're here with pizza. Like somebody takes a slice out of it and starts eating it without looking any of them in the eye. And uh, yeah, so I think we're going to, we're going to kind of montage this a little bit, but I would love to hear from each of you some moment at this party where you are like guests of honor that you get to enjoy whether that is with uh, the whole group or something on your own. And if you want to add like things that are at the party, please go ahead. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that I'm doing, like after I've already like, cause I feel like part of what we do is when we all like finally land on the party, we do just kind of hang out and drink and like play games and stuff by ourselves. One of the things that I definitely do is I am at the food table with a group of, um, like, high school math Olympiad students mm-hmm. breaking down the Einstein tile pizza to them while they're in absolute awe. 
Very cool. What other moments do we see with Leah and or Party Size? Party Size has reset its photonic jacket Mm -hmm. to display pictures of other partygoers so that they can move through the crowd very unobtrusively, leaving Ultimate Party Pack stickers on columns. Oh, nice. (laughs) Just quietly tagging their way through this party. Excellent. All right. And uh, what is the chill up to? Uh, So... Leah has, uh, like, her speaker starts a little bit of a song, but also she just straight up starts a drum circle with whatever random crap is lying around. And so somebody's playing a box, somebody's playing, like, an empty, you know, bottle of whatever. Um, And so, yeah, just starting up an improv music arena, having a good time. You know how it is. Fantastic. Um, So you should all mark two additional style for getting the pizza there first and as a payoff for Teddy's uh, gambit in getting not just the hoard that is expected, but this cool specialty pizza. But here's the thing. Getting home, you don't necessarily always get to take the same route that you took to get where you're going. So I'm going to need each character to make a trouble roll. And this will uh, this will describe our montage of getting home. <laughs> I'll start first, I guess. Okay. Is that just one dice from each of us? Yeah, one die for each of for each, and for that your character, you are trying to roll higher than the number of boxes of trouble you have ticked. I rolled a one. <laughs> okay, so we've got one one trouble or one disaster. I rolled a, rolled a one. <laughs> Okay. The only one that gets home safely. <laughs> um, yeah, wow. Okay, so I think to get back, you do have to go back through Megazoo. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, on your trip through Megazoo, um, you run into the Shredders again uh, as a group. And I think that Party Size's uh, super cool photonic jacket gets several big rips in it that are going to take a lot of work to repair and then i think and one of you has to do it for me because i have claws not thumbs yeah that's that part's pretty tricky and teddy i think on your way back through polygon uh your multiversal map device just turns into a a two-dimensional disc and does not work oh. anymore. You oh, could probably it. use it as like um, a Frisbee. I'm going to have to see if I can actually read the data off this when I get back home now. I guess I'll just buy a new one. Yeah. Uh, that's tricky, but that is all the trouble that befalls you. Um, and when when you all get home... Um, I think Leah has some words uh, to exchange with Tito, but when you get back to, when you arrive at school on Monday, everybody is talking about your delivery of the pizza to, uh, to Doris Call's uh, party. And uh, 
um, before the day is out, you have an invitation to one of the most pot to a uh, a pool party that like the most popular kids in school are throwing this weekend. Do we have to bring pizza to that too? They didn't say it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. That should at least be easier because you just have to get to Polygon and back. Mm-hmm. But I think that is all that I have. Um, but I want to make space for anybody to add a little bit of epilogue uh, for your character, if you like. Any bit of home life or uh, something for your character that night or throughout the week. I know I'm living in like one of your lofts over the garage or a closet or something without mm-hmm. your parents knowing. I'm being kept like a secret pet. Right. Whose house am I actually in? Good question. It's probably mine because yeah, I think like, so. it's not a, it, it doesn't require any effort for me to feed you. I think without the night might end with us like regrouping back at Teddy's to make sure everyone's in one piece. Right. Disinfect each other's road rash and eat those garlic knots together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Teddy Teddy sees that somehow Leah has managed to bandage herself with paper towels and duct tape and is deeply <laughs> horrified by this. <laughs> We've oh, all wow. been there. Okay. Any other And all of our sodas are still fizzy. <laughs> It's a beautiful, wonderful world, and honestly, a pretty awesome night. Uh, yeah. So I think as as credits roll, we get a you know like guitar guitar forward rock song that could have been. It's like the um, some of the songs in Sky High, where it's new recordings of like kind of teen ish pop songs from years past. You know, so this is like a 2023 band recording a uh, a rock song from like 1999. Um, as we yes. go to, to credits, you know, and we get the like uh, with, uh, you know, like act, you know, performer as this character and, and kind of the montage and we get the rivals have their own thing. And, you know, there's a um, you know, there's a shot of uh, a Frenchie like waving back to uh, to Leah and there's. Um, you know, all of the various characters that we've seen. And that is going to be Slug Blaster. Uh, this, so this was our first time playing Slug Blaster. I definitely think we probably played it a bit fast and loose, a little bit of a middle ground between the turbo version and the main version. Uh, I realized that for most of the session, I described the get bonus effect thing as a turbo instead of a kick. That's on me. It's all good. We made it work. The terminology in this game is fun. It's just a little bit different. So now, uh, before we say goodnight, I'm going to ask our lovely players to remind us who you are, um, where we can find you, and any project uh, that you would like the folks to uh, that are watching or listening to check out, starting with Valerie. You can find me online at ValerieValdez.com. That is Valdez with an S if you are listening and not seeing how my name is spelled. I've got a novel coming out in August where Peace is Lost that you can totally grab right now. Pre-order it. Have it in your, you know, give a present to your future self. And if you want to, you can read a story of mine in Uncanny Magazine. It will be available for free at the beginning of April. But right now, if you buy the issue, you can read it. 
and uh, you know, some fantasy fighting hammer time shenanigans. Sounds like a great recommendation based on uh, today's session. Great. Iori. I am Kusano Iori, your favorite gremlin. I have a novella coming out from Hybrid Heart on 28th March. Sorry, from Neon Hemlock called Hybrid Heart on 28th March. I would be delighted if you wanted to read it. You can find me on Twitter at Iori Kusano and at kusanoiori.com. Great. Brandon. Hi, everyone. I'm Brandon O'Brien. You can find me almost everywhere on the internet at The Rising Tides. I have a newsletter called BrandonO'Brien.xyz where you get to hear some of my weirder thoughts. I make games that you can also buy uh, at uh, TheRisingTides.itch.io and I wrote a poetry collection called Can You You Sign My Tentacle uh, that you can buy wherever you buy your favorite poetry because I think it's really rad. Very cool. Uh, I am Mike Underwood. I publish as Michael R. Underwood. You can, uh, if you like this kind of wackiness, I would recommend both my urban fantasy series that starts with Geekomancy and the dimension and genre hopping series Genre Knots that starts with The Shootout Solution, or you can get the entire season one collection in paperback or ebook form wherever books are sold. I am at Mike R. Underwood on Twitter. I am one of the co-hosts of Speculate, along with Brandon. I am the dancing master for our series, Valoward, playing Court of Blades, that you can find on YouTube, uh, streamed live on Twitch, and at Speculate's website, speculatesf.com slash videos, where we have each of our series uh, in a nice organized fashion so that you can uh, watch all of them and enjoy the uh, video series that we do. We have been playing Slug Blaster, a game by Mikey Hanks. You can find Mikey at Mikey Maybe on Twitter. You can find Slug Blaster at wilkies.itch.io. That's W-I-L-K-I-E-S dot I-T-C-H dot I-O. We used Slug Blaster Turbo and a bit of the, the main game. It is an absolute gorgeous book. I got the ebook, and it made me want to get the the physical book immediately. Uh, so I want to say shout outs to that book, and thank you to Brandon for suggesting that we play Slug Blaster because I had an absolute ball, and it seems like everybody enjoyed it. And I hope that you all watching and listening enjoyed it as well. Uh, next month we will have another uh, Strange Friends uh, adventure for you. We'll have more news about that soon. You can keep up with um, all the Speculate stuff on Twitter at Speculate SF or on speculatesf.com and support the show by going to patreon.com slash speculate to help us continue to pay our lovely audio editor, Rudy Basso, who does great work for us, as well as helping us build and do other cool shows and find new games and continue to make amazing actual play material for you to enjoy with your eyes and or ears and however else you get your fun. I want to say also thank you to Greg, a.k.a. Arvin Elleron, the host of this channel, and I encourage folks, if you're watching on Twitch, to go ahead and give the channel a follow. Check out some of the other things that Arv does here. And if you are watching on YouTube, to follow youtube.com slash Arvin Elleron. That, I think, will be all for us tonight. And I want to say thank you again, and happy time zone, good night, and good day. The theme music for Speculate is Yellow Wood by Greg's band The Road. Find out more at www.thebandtheroad.com.
Hi everyone. If you've enjoyed what we've been doing here on Speculate and you've been thinking to yourself, where can I get more role-playing in my life? Can I recommend arvaneleron.com, A-R-V-A-N-E-L-E-R-O-N.com, where you can check out the Curse of Strahd podcast. This, set in the world of Ravenloft, is a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition campaign, which has been running for a long time with a similar group of players, and which has been both a lot of fun and I think you will find enjoyable. If you like it, please let us know both there and over here. You can subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play Podcasts, and many other fine podcast providers. Thanks, and we'll see you over there.